Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hello once again. This is Sue Rose Minahan, founder of Talk Cosmos, Insightful Conversations, Awakening Your Conscious Self. And today is March 19th. We are on the prefaces, prefaces, language here, of the new year for astrology, for the seasons. Tomorrow on the 20th will be the equinox, the moment when light transferring from the solstice of winter in the northern hemisphere with very little light gradually growing to this equilibrium moment to expand so we're on an expansion of light and many focuses there's many transits happening and without much more to say because along with this new start of the spring equinox which is also astrology day and begins the astrological chart with Aries going through its 12 developmental signs to close at Pisces the sun's actually at that last moment of Pisces as we speak and we are speaking live there's many initiations okay with no more ado we are ready for good vibrations a new panel. Oh, that's right. And I need to catch up because we will be recording this. But at the moment, it's me, your host. We have panelists, Linda Barry with Astro Sleuth and Richard Smoot, who's has his email contact here, Astro Smoot at Gmail, although he is also with ESAR a lot. Linda Berry received her professional astrology certificate, a PAC in vibrational astrology from Avalon School of Astrology, studying with David Cochran, who, the founder of vibrational astrology, and it's often known as VA. She holds a Bachelor of Psychology, Master of Science in Social Work, known as MSSW. Linda's an international consultant with clients worldwide, teaches VA classes, the research group moderator, and an author. She created Frequency Finder. It's a VA add-on to Sirius and Kepler, which are astrological software. Co-author also with David Cochran of Vibrational Astrology Interpreting Aspects and author of Awakening from a Deep Sleep, spiritual book, Remembering Who We Are. She writes a free daily blog, The Vibrational Astrology Diary, a daily dance of planets using techniques of vibrational astrology. It's a great learning tool and Sabian symbols, the mystical metaphors that we are recognizing progressively in astrology. And she distributes this freely to anybody that desires. So email her and that's Linda at astrologicaldepth.com. She has an older site, Astrological Depth, and it has trans-Neptunian objects. And every January, Linda teaches an introductory course. It's a series of courses for new students. I'm one of these noble 
wonderfully gifted persons that can has this opportunity to listen and learn. And thankfully, Linda is on this guest panel. It's a seasonal panel, Good Vibrations, every equinox and solstice. So do catch our previous ones with winter last year and the year before. So here, for those that are on YouTube, the school is the School of Astrology of Vibrational Energetics. And the Vibrational Astrology Diary to subscribe, go to Linda at astrologicaldepth.com. And you can always find that on the bio at Talk Cosmos. We also have Richard Smoot. Richard Smoot's a certified astrologer in many astrological associations, nationally and internationally. He's been a professional astrologer since 1971. And his initials after it has he has a Bachelor of Science, a Master's PA, and ESAR. Uh, I don't know what, well, I'll read what they mean because that'll make it better. So Richard's an astrology consultant, conference lecturer, author, and workshop facilitator, and a former social worker for the state of Michigan. Currently, the operations manager and membership coordinator for the International Society of Astrological Research, known as ESAR or ISAR, and he publishes the International Astrologer for ESAR, and the NCGR Journals, and Chair of the ESAR's Consulting Skills Program, which I have taken, an excellent program. And I do have the website here, one that he is familiar with, which is esarastrology.org. And his email is astrosmoot at gmail.com. Richard serves as a group leader in OPA, which is Organizational Professional Astrology, and involved providing service in many other organizations. And over the years, he's owned and operated Astro Data Bank, created two UAC, that's uni Universal or United, rather, United Astrology Conference Program books, and is an NCGR examiner for all four levels. These are international groups, which is um, for many of us do belong. And for those of you that are interested, really have many opportunities and offer videos such as I'm doing, but that's with your membership and you can learn a great deal. Richard was a recipient of the Community Service Award at the United Astrology Conference in 2018. And Richard is a guest panel on this seasonal panel, Good Vibrations, which he actually named, for each equinox and solstice through the lens of vibrational astrology. So, and there's myself. I am the founder of Talk Cosmos. I am an evolutionary astrologer studying vibrational, and I too am a consultant and facilitator and conference speaker. And you can find out more about me if you read this or go to my website. We're talking about vibrational astrology. And We'll chime in, but it is evidence-based astrology, and it's based through research, thousands of charts. David Cochran uh, first created this vibrational uh, astrology and has astrology programs, Sirius, as we mentioned, that uh, Linda's Frequency Finder assists greatly. So... And here we have here a link. David Cochran has many, many links on YouTube 
but also a brief definition. And Linda and Richard, I'm not sure if we want to go through all these or which ones would you like to mention perhaps? I think we're going to be, they can read this and stop and read this when they're um, watching the video. And I think we'll be talking about the ones we're going to be working with in context. Excellent. Okay. Beautiful. And then I actually made a boo-boo here. This is the new moon. We're not doing the new moon. <laughs> I just think this is moment. But still, for anybody that wants to know, the new moon will be on the 21st of March. And for Greenwich time, UK, that's in the evening, 523. Meanwhile, we're doing the equinox. So and I got thank- the chart for that. Excellent. So we're going to transfer over to Linda's wonderful charts. Thank you. Okay. Now, is this, I, I, I tried to put in Hawaiian time. I don't know if that's the abbreviation, I guessed. Oh, uh, HST is? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> We're three hours earlier now. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. This is a chart. Oh. Oh, dear. Um, Nathan, can we share this on my screen? This has, this has a problem I didn't realize it would have, and it's not going to show any of the planets. Um, we need to, to, um, share my screen. Can I just go ahead and share it and do it that way, please? Beautiful. And meanwhile, I'll mention the website, Talk Cosmos. And you can subscribe. We have a YouTube channel. And again, Linda Berry is at astrosleuth.org and Richard Smoot, astrosmoot at gmail.com. So for those folks looking at the screen, you know, it's always amazing this new time of beginnings because we're closing out and we haven't quite reached there. Today's the 19th. And I feel as though it's like, well, weaving, aren't, isn't it like threads creating a, is Lin, I'm speaking as Linda is getting her. Okay, I'm, I'm ready whenever. Okay, here we go. Just ready. Okay, I, I shared my, there's my screen. Uh, somebody just has to put it up. Well, I think what happens is, uh, Nathan, we can take mine down. Oh, no, I know what happens. I have to do this. Now, can you see it? No, not yet. If you put it as a presenting, aha, it's happening. There we go. Okay, okay. now we have, okay, excellent. All right. Now, the, this is just the intro. Here excellent. is the chart for spring. And as you will notice, um, we have one concentration of energy in the spring equinox chart. We've got Mercury, Sun, Neptune, Moon. And uh, just as a quick statement, I s- describe that as a feeling of needing to have your ideas, Mercury, the exceptional and amazing Neptune. And the feeling is the moon. Every day. <laughs> so th- this is this desire that the spring wants amazing to feel amazing ideas. Oh, I love it. Okay. Now, 
the thing we know in vibrational astrology is that all of the aspects are powerful when they form um when they form triangles when they form group relationships among planets and every chart has all these different aspects we just can't draw them on the chart um because we just end up with too much stuff there and it'd just be chaos hmm. um but for example to take a couple of the ones that are relevant today you have 34ths on the um chart and things can be 1 34th apart or 2 34ths which is 1 17th or 3 34ths and we are going or 5 34ths we're going to see that in just a minute you also have 31s and what happens is that here see this is a pattern with midpoints um there's the midpoints go right across the middle here it is sun venus midpoint on the moon uranus midpoint mm, that's powerful yes and notice that every one of the planet patterns in this midpoint is in a 31. I remember the winter one also had a very a, a string as you put it I think I don't know if this is a this string isn't, this isn't a string we're getting there this is okay called, we call in vibrational astrology an isotrap but everybody's going to understand it as two midpoints that are conjunct each other yeah midpoint is a very valuable uh, tool of right. astrology right it, there's a connection right there's two pairs of planets and the midpoint the point in the middle between sun and venus is sitting on the point in the middle between moon and uranus and this makes a strong resonant structure and in 31 it's about mystery oh boy the core the mystery at the core of life that cannot be explained but sometimes we can experience it <clears throat> it brings a sense of awe and wonder and because you've got this thing that you can't even explain that's underneath everything this vibration has a distrust for simple answers to fundamental questions about life well, that makes it tricky for Saturn, doesn't it? Because Saturn wants to eliminate anything that's non-essential. Well, maybe. Yeah, but you see, the mystery is probably the core of essentiality. Mm. It is the essential thing that underlays everything else. Saturn doesn't require that everything has to be explained. It just wants to figure what's essential and what lasts past death. And that okay. mystery certainly lasts past death. So, so anyway, but the point is that you can have these patterns of aspects that you wouldn't normally see in the chart. Now, let's look at another one. Okay. We've got five planets here. Um, would you all like to go ahead and give the the planets mars venus mercury saturn and pluto would you all like to give us just short definitions of those based on vibrational astrology sure 
Richard, you want to offer some? It, well, um, I want to start with Mars. Um, <laughs> now, Mars up there in the uh, in the tenth house. Uh, Mars is, and all of these, I guess, uh, definitions. I think the beauty is is that they're short. Uh, something that you can remember. Mars, you want to act. It's action. It's taking action to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. So whatever, if Mars is involved with it, and I don't think it matters what the aspect is. It just simply wants to get something done. Achievement, yes. Yeah. I really like that succinct energy because it's motivation. It's just exactly, it's that fire, action. And then Venus, um, now it's over there conjunct with the North Node, but I'll take Venus first. Yeah, let's, it, just, let's just talk about Venus. Yeah, <laughs> we won't go to the Node. Uh, the Venus is, is uh, attraction to something of beauty. Mm-hmm. I mean, this could be, uh, it also can be, now remember, attraction is on a continuum. So it also can be an attraction towards something beautiful or to get away from something that is not beautiful for you. But it's simply uh, something of beauty. Well, Anything it, else? Uh, I'm thinking then, listening to you, Richard, if it's getting away from something from beauty, it's wanting to find beauty. So in a sense, it's still looking. Because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What makes it beautiful is something that's very personal. And it, it's yeah. been scientifically proven, too. There's so many shows that, that because one can become a little jaded, like, really, is that what's so powerful? But yet there's attraction. It, it's a survival technique to have beauty. And again, one flower and a bee because of the colors and the birds. Or if a male and a female for procreation, it's all been that that's... Well, certain that Venus is... Um... You know, it's, it's looking for some kind of harmony amongst things. Uh, yeah. It's, again, it's very personal. Uh, it's a, a planet that's uh, uh, between the sun and the earth. And so it becomes very personal. It, it also is, um, I like to look at a, a Venus as being, uh, it could be music. It could be art. It could be anything that you find uh, attractive for you. When? It has another planet with it that relates to that. Right. Now, when it's connected to something else, that planet will become, uh, you know, you, you mix. And so like any anything else, you're going to be mixing the meanings of two planets together. Uh-huh. Now, Mercury, what, what's, yeah, go ahead, Mercury. Yeah. I was yeah. just going to say about Mercury as um, here, it's, you know, our ability to communicate, but it's also um, our ability to think. It has to do with discrimination. I think we'll get that mixed in with Saturn. But it has to do with our ability to think. Uh, Saturn, we've already talked about a couple of uh, of times, but it's uh, uh, reduced, finding what is essential and eliminating the rest. Uh, Saturn wants to work on a basic level of separating, I like to say separating the wheat from the chaff. What is necessary and what is not necessary. And stick with that necessary. But uh, Saturn can also uh, provide something that is of lasting. So if let's say it's mixed with Venus, it could be lasting beauty. Yep. Okay. Um, and Can I uh, say one thing about Mercury? Yeah. I'm wondering things. When you say mental, 
and people always laugh, but at that in a sense, but it's mental connections too, isn't it? Because then that could be a wide span of things, I think. Yes, it's connecting ideas in your head or connecting ideas with other people. Okay. Right. So now and the I'm, the last uh, of this Pluto, Pluto well, in this locomotion. Uh, oh, well, Pluto is my favorite. Um, <laughs> you know, Pluto is, uh, is, is described in VA is it's something that is going to be powerful. It's powerful, but in a way that it can also be, it can be um, explosive. It is, uh, can be, uh, what's that word I want to look for? It's obsessive. And compulsive. Um, and compulsive. Right. Yeah, I like it. It's like, why let go? You've got to, you've, it's not just, it's, it's, if you're going to really discover underneath something to find out why or how, which is ways we think of it otherwise, but the fact is it, it, anything it works with is going to be compulsive, and it, meaning it's... Which kind of means it's going to be intense and yes. focused intensely on that particular thing, almost to the exclusion of anything else. So mm -hmm. then if you were to, let's say, if we were to take Pluto and mix it with Mars, it could be, you know, that a dogged, you know, trying to accomplish something at whatever the cost is. Yeah, that's exactly what you could get. Okay, so let's see what happens with these. These five planets are all, see the numbers up here? They all are aspects of 34. In other words, that means if you divided, you know, if you have squares, you divide the circle into four pieces and one of them is a square. Well, this is dividing the circle into 34 pieces. And you've got the division between a couple of these planets um, is three of those 34 pieces or five of them or seven of them. Many so, relationships. Yes, I guess. And, and so we've got this 34 hidden in the natal chart. Now, here shows some more of it. This is the whole thing. Every one of these planets is related to every other one of them, except Venus to Pluto. Venus to Pluto is a little wide for this. And you'll see what that does in a minute. Okay, so. This is the resonances. This is a second harmonic. All right. And I want to show you how these patterns operate in the second harmonic because the second harmonic is where they form this really interesting structure. They are, re these are, a midpoint is a resonance because it has equal length lines which vibrate together just like tuning forks vibrate. And so you've got Saturn, Pluto, and Saturn, Mercury. And this is the midpoint, Saturn, midpoint structure, Saturn at the focus of Mercury and Pluto. And then you've got Saturn at Venus, Mars. It's a beautiful diagram in itself, yes. Yeah, so you've got two midpoints there. You can see over here, this is a a complicated structure with Saturn in the middle. All that getting down to the essential essence, wow. that core here. 
All right. So next, that's not just those midpoints. This is an amazing structure. We have another midpoint here. The orange lines are a midpoint. And that's Pluto at Mars Saturn, which is a compulsion to do the essential things. Mm -hmm. Then we've got Saturn at Mercury Pluto, which is a super intense need to figure out what is essential. And you don't just eliminate the rest. You throw it in the trap. You throw it in a burning fire. You just, <laughs> ah! <Get rid> of <laughs> Oh, yes. Saturn Sometimes Pluto, it, it, it says it's not going to stay around and have any chance of contaminating things. Okay, so that's that midpoint. And then we got one more. Okay, okay. Right here. Mercury at Venus Saturn. And and that's the in a sense is the, the, the artistic part of this. Beautiful essential thoughts. Mm. So what we have then, this just summarizes all of that. In the second vibration, you have Notice the line going across here. I didn't draw all the lines because it was just going to get confusing. You have one, two, three, four midpoints and one, two, three. Yeah, four midpoints. And you've also got a whole bunch of other resonances in there that as, as these things are vibrating with each other. Okay, so I, what you want to say something. Well, I, thank you. And I know, okay, it looks almost like a pentagram. Yeah, it does. And yeah, almost, and but not quite. Almost, but not quite. So, and because it is a locum, well, we won't go into that. But I'm thinking pentagram is, but we, we're doing a certain energy that it's telling us. But does, quin, um, does quintiles... 52 degrees have something this is to do not this things? is not quintiles okay so that helps this other folks 34s. okay and once again then what energy will that be all right sharing with okay these what this what this gives us is 34 is about working with what is other people's stories about getting involved with other people's stories, interacting with them. In this case, you're figuring out what's essential in other people's stories. This is for the spring that we're going to be having this energy. Everybody in the world is going to have this energy impacting them for the whole spring. So this is getting to what are the essential elements of other people's stories being hands-on in working with other people's stories this and seeking to make people's lives more beautiful and more effective mm -hmm. this is the kind of energy we have here that so there's going to be a concern this spring if you're tuned in there's going to be a strong concern about how people are living their lives. Are their lives working for them? What can we do to make people's lives work better? And that includes our own, as well as everybody else's. What I find here, um, looking at uh, what's mm -hmm. involved, um, 
as so when you were looking at this as Saturn, um, and we're going to be looking at that Mercury and that Venus, this could be that Mercury Saturn again. Is there's an analysis, mm-hmm. and there's an analysis of beauty Venus. Okay, and then it's the Saturn Venus, which is discriminating the type of beauty. So there's a lot of thought being put through here. And what I like about 34 is that it is um, one that we're sharing stories with other people. Um, uh, You know, the two at 34 is two times 17. And a two represents that there's others involved. So I think the, a real positive thing for this period is that, and this again might be my hope here, but people are sharing stories but listening to each other. And that yes. always has seemed to be the problem. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. That, that it, There is great energy towards resolution is yeah. commonality. Now, 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 I think we find in other governments – don't want to necessarily make this political, but it does apply to the whole world. Um, Absolutely. With other, with other governments, um, the fractitious nature of the governments in England, um, well, right now in Peru, um, and I think it's in Chile. I think Chile is the one that's mm-hmm. uh, the only thing. Uh, Brazil is that, you know, the... Uh, their governments are not listening to each other. In fact, they're getting violent. Mm-hmm. And um, that just seems to bring a piece of a, a bit of a, a problem here that they're sharing stories, but then just maybe not taking it in. Okay. Thank you. Does that make sense? Um, yes. Yes, it does. I, I think that the process of exchanging stories. Yeah. You listen to me and I listen to you. Whether we completely agree with each other or not, we can still listen to each other. Right. Absolutely. All right. So I just want to quickly show you why I say this is a 34. Remember the aspects of 34 in the natal chart? Well, whenever you have aspects of 34 in the natal chart, they are conjunctions in the 34th harmonic. And here is those same five planets in a conjunction, well, an almost conjunction for Venus and Pluto, but in a conjunction pattern in 34. There are two conjunctions, Mars, Saturn, and Mercury are the common planets, which means those are really focused here. Yeah, thinking, action, and communication. And we do have a little break after this. Action. And getting down to what's essential. Yeah, a lot of work. Yeah. Okay. So we've got one of the conjunctions is Venus, Mars, Saturn, Mercury. And the other conjunction is Mars, Saturn, Mercury, Pluto. The Mm -hmm. Venus and remember I said that the Venus and Pluto didn't quite have a 34 aspect. Well, the result of that is they are not quite in conjunction with each other here. Uh, just as a point of reference, uh, yeah. in VA astrology, uh, 16 degrees is a conjunction. Right. And it and it is proportional. And all of this will make more sense when you study, but there's a reason. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. life is. 
And meanwhile, just to remind, we do have a break as soon as we kind of tie this thought up and then we'll. Oh, okay. That's a good point to take a break. Okay. Well, wonderful. This is Good Vibrations. And it's a panelist with Richard Smoot and Linda Berry. So we'll be right back March 19th at this cusp of the start of the equinox. Thanks. Be back. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Pisces, ruled modernly by Neptune and by Jupiter in traditional astrology of the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on the equality of all humans and brilliancy, Pisces concludes the 12 signs that energetically encompass the entirety of the universe where humans have no control. As a mutable water sign represented by two fish swimming in opposite directions of the forces of life, we experience in Pisces the collective unconscious energy of the unknown. Intuitive, psychic Pisces completes the seed cycle initiated with Aries' willful separation from the Piscean womb. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to NewProSupplements.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, March 26th, it's an encore presentation of Animal World. Tune in to hear our last healing show with Dr. Nels Rasmussen in the studio. He helped listeners and their animal friends with all kinds of stuff. It was a busy show. And you can get a circuit healing just by tuning in and following along. Hope you can join us. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha, and enjoy the show. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Hi, we're back again. Before we begin, Linda... And Richard, each, do you have something, I'll start with you, Linda, I know that you have your classes, but something that you want to bring, an event that you're having that you might want to bring focus to? Um, And I apologize, I didn't tell you both. Yeah. Okay. I will be starting new classes, either the... Beginning of May or the beginning of June. I think I'm going to wait till the beginning of June because I have some people that that might make a difference for. But I will be starting a new class in vibrational astrology where you learn how to work with this amazing system that uncovers the deep levels in a person. Oh, excellent. I would have put that. I'm so glad to hear that. And Richard, with all your activities with ESAR, perhaps you want to mention something or... Well, there's something really personal that I'm I'm doing, and I'm I'm uh, 
I spend a lot of time with uh, with ESAR. I'm an employee. I get my W two form. I'm pretty happy about that. So, <laughs> yeah. And- but uh, uh, people can always reach me if you're interested in joining ESAR, or even having have a general conversation with me at astrosmooth at gmail.com. But if you go to uh, uh, info at isarastrology.com. Um, we can carry on a conversation about how to join or anything that you'd like to do. Or if you're already a member, and if you're already a member, um, I can work out any kind of problem okay. that you have. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Richard, wait, 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 wait. Richard, yeah. tell them what ISAR stands for. Uh, the International Society for Astrological Research. Yes. Wonderful legacy. And their scholarships, are they still open? I know that annually they have. No, the, uh, actually, okay. I'm working right now. We've, we've selected 19 uh, people mm-hmm. who are going to receive scholarships of $500 each uh, to do their own research. Uh, these are pretty much new people or people that have a project. We do it every year. We give $10,000 away to deserving astrologers and to kind of look after people coming up and uh, uh, helping them uh, with, with their work and their research or whatever they need to do. Well, thank you. There's wonderful opportunities in both regards. We're making that, right. announcement. We're making that oh. announcement tomorrow. So tomorrow is this yeah. International Astrology Day, and that's the day we do it. Okay. Well, Linda, we will return to the energies. It's and yeah. up to recap for people. This spring energy is actually following through with winter, isn't it? Because winter was also, I think it was, we did winter solstice and the New Year's chart, and it involved other people's stories. But here, we're not just involved with other people's stories. We're involved with other people's stories with other people. And that's a big... That exchange. Right. Interesting. Very beautiful. Okay. Well, the next thing is there are, every season, there are some special opportunities to learn. And I um, featured the four strongest ones. They come from the quincunxes, particularly if you have double quincunxes. So the first of these is in 26. And you see, it's the brown lines across the chart. Okay, the, the the these this one right here between Mercury and Neptune and Pluto, and this is vibration twenty six. So this is interesting because it complements what we were talking about with seventeen and thirty four. This is working with other people on them tuning in to their passion. It, but tuning into that which is special within them, that their particular spice that they bring to their life and to their activities. And 13 and 26 are about this sense of something um, special beyond the mediocre um, and that, that each person has. And... This spring, we are challenged. One of the challenges is to learn to communicate 
your to to make the special thing that was within you a passion that you communicate to others so that's our strongest challenge this spring that that, that is on a personal level resonates greatly i yeah. i find the the importance of that i'm so fascinated that the energies right now are listening it's like if you're going to plant a plant outside you want it when it's not freezing out the sun's going to and the rains are going to come yeah. so this is yeah. very helpful okay so then in vibration eight which has to do with acting effectively this really emphasizes um your achievements and it says that you need to find a balance in your achievements that you um you need to expand and grow but do it based on what's really important what's really essential and what really makes sense so this is about being more expansive in an effective way in your actions and that balance is the, the big thing there that um growth but growth based on what's solidly grounded disciplined growth it seems like that emphasizes the ability to find the reality practice in theory in other yeah. words what really yeah. works so that's that goes along with trying to get that inner yeah. body of 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 dreams out mm -hmm not let it just circulate like a treadmill, but yeah. find a funnel for it. Okay, now the third one is a little bit different. The others were all two planets conjunct and another one drawing quincunxes to them. This is two quincunxes that are in interaction with each other, in resonance with each other. Okay, and one of this is about, this is in 13 which we just talked about 26, both 26 and 13 are emphasized here. And in 13, you've got you going down inside yourself. 26 is more about helping other people or sharing what you are with other people. This is the process of going down inside of yourself. And it warns you to not let competition distort what mm. you know inside of yourself to, to be open to flashes of insight about what's really within you that you're not blocking see when you when you get really emotional about things and you want to succeed no matter what that that competitive drive which can be very important for people but if it goes overboard, it can block you. Because you're losing your, I love this, you're losing your center of your own self. You're responding too much to the external, I guess, in some In a sense. And, and see, what this says is there's a potential for flashes of beautiful insight into what you are. Hmm. That's a possibility if you can um, clear yourself. And then the last one is 16. 
And this is about your motives and drives. And it again focuses Venus and Saturn, but this time it's with Mercury. See, in the previous one, it was, I mean, Jupiter and Saturn. It was Jupiter and Saturn with Mars. Now it's Jupiter and Saturn with Mercury. And this is inside of you. And this, in the sense that we think, think this is about thinking things through before you act. And it warns you that you need to look at the big picture, analyze things carefully, and then proceed to expand your actions in a systematic, disciplined way that takes into account the essential things going on. I guess if, well, Richard too, I'm wondering your thoughts on it, but I mean, and, and Linda, because really that sounds, if I was going to go across the ocean, I would want to know exactly the kind yeah. of ship, the kind of captain, you know, mm -hmm. the weather generally. In fact, people do that from Hawaii. I mean, they, the, the, the old mm -hmm. Polynesian navigation is gone across looking at the sky and it sounds um, good warning to think yeah. before. Look at the big picture, analyze what's really essential, and then move with awareness and wisdom. In this particular chart, and what, what I like about this program, uh, where's the big thick lines? That, you know, where, where's yeah. the strength? And we see the strength between this Mercury and the Mars, um, as well as the sun and moon. And that sun and moon, I think, is is uh, uh, very important um, because it deals with uh, not just the history, but it also deals with what's happening every day. Uh, moon is on your emotional life every day, and the sun is on your uh, essential self every single day. So it's talking about the here and now. What I like about that Mercury and Mars is that uh, – uh, to accomplish um, a communication, you know, to get that story out. Um, so I think that's that's what I have to say about that. Um, okay. Thank you. But isn't 16, 16 is also, hmm, there's a, a motivation and drive with 16, is that not? Uh, exactly. That's what I was talking about, planning yeah. things inside of yourself. That's that see that process of what am I motivated by? What are my drives? What's really important for me to do? And how do I go about doing it? Because mm -hmm. I'll share for vibrational astrology to others that are perhaps fascinated and to understand it, the numbers they multiply. For instance, eight, 16 is eight times two, two is other, and eight is that evaluating activity actually comes from four, two times two mm -hmm. makes four, right. four times two makes eight. So that's how it, it expands. And I think the sense of almost response, I don't know, would you call responsibility to others in a sense that you're responsibility to others? Yeah. I don't know. Responsibility really doesn't come into it, I guess. It's just a matter well, of pattern always has to do with responsibility a bit. But as far as the vibration itself, 
it's not always about responsibility. It's it's well, it is in a sense because it's it's building on the idea of what's effective, and what's effective has to take other people into account. Yeah. Okay. So, well, thank you for. Anyway. Okay, so we got one more thing here. Yay. The Sabian Symbol Lessons for the spring of 2023. And this is not vibrational astrology. This is the Sabian Symbol studies that I've developed. And I do appreciate this. I will say we have an archetypal symbols panel that does involve Sabians. And I've taken quite a few classes from people that involve Sabians. And I love on your daily diary, folks, that you too can receive. Linda shares mm -hmm valuable insights so i am listening okay so what i do for the solstice and equinoxes is figure how far the sun and moon are from each other and use that distance as a sabian symbol now in this spring the moon is almost at a new moon so it's at the very end of its cycle um 18 of pisces 38 at the spring equinox, which in Sabian symbols, you always go to the next degree. So that's 19 of Pisces. And this is the, the, the underlined phrase is the picture of the Sabian symbol. In this case, a master instructing his pupil. You are participating in the transfer of higher knowledge and wisdom recognizing that the knowledge needs to be separated from the person who is providing it. So you look at the knowledge as such, as separate from whether you like or dislike the person who's presenting it. Right. It, not the messengers, but the message itself. It's Isn't message that appropriate? Because what's going beyond listening to the other notes that I have is that if we're working with others and tuning into their, there's a lot of work to either find from yourselves or your store through your mm -hmm. dreams or inherent messages of its importance or working with other people's stories. So this all involves this is essential. I would say master instructing the pupil. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the, I do three levels on the Sabian symbols. The second level is um, the Sabian symbol of three of Scorpio. This is a house raising. And this is very interesting because this is like the old idea that you move into a village and everybody in the village gets together to build your house. So... This is about being involved in building a new structure for yourself with the entire community involved, generously gathering and harmonious, harmoniously participating in the process, everybody contributing their skills and abilities. And on the Sabian symbols, there is a way that you kind of stumble with each symbol. And in this particular case, the if you say no i don't want anybody to help me i don't trust you or i want to do it all myself i don't mm. want to be controlled by others or i don't deserve to help help and i don't have the right to ask for help these types of negative messages of 
kind of separating yourself from interaction with people around you, they're out of sync with the energies right now. Oh boy. And this is go on. No, this is so strong because again, what I love for you bringing up Sabians is that it echoes in a, it sounds like a vibration, exactly the chart that's been showing. And also, if you just look at the transit, Pluto in Aquarius at the 25th of the month, the 23rd of the month, and Saturn in Pisces, you know, that are these social collective signatures of, of, of signs. But Okay. And we got one more symbol, the third okay. level for the sun-moon distance. And this is 30th Scorpio. I think this is one of my favorite symbols. The Halloween Jester. It's about embracing all the interplay of all the levels, spiritual and mundane levels, the spiritual flowing into the mundane, the mundane flowing into the spiritual, learning how to recognize what is illusion and what the foundational spiritual realities are behind it. So learning to see through the illusion to the spiritual realities underneath it. And that is the third part of the Sabian symbol. And the issues can be if you get reality and illusion confused, where you can't tell which is which, um, then that can throw you way off and you, you can end up doing things that are inappropriate, getting in other people's space, um, not respecting their boundaries and so on. All kinds of things can happen if you don't um, recognize what yeah. level you're on and what's real versus what's illusion. Thank you, Linda. We only have a brief moment and then music will come up. But what I'm thinking is gestures. It's part of all of life, whether it was at the the king would have a gesture that came in. The coyote in, mm -hmm. in, in, is, is a gesture animal. Hermes is a trickster because they take what has been considered to be sacred or irreverent mm -hmm and not and poke it at everybody and go like now what do you think and so really the energies are going to help us get through that mm -hmm. well possibility of being on the wrong track hopefully we can learn to laugh with it humor has has a has a purpose <laughs> i thank you well this has been great this is good vibrations and we have a panelist with Linda Berry, who will be starting a class coming up. So email her, get her diary. And Richard Smoot, who you can email either in regards to consultation or ESAR. And myself, Sue Minahan. Thank you. We'll come back for the solstice. And it's we have a good spring ahead. We'll be working together. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. Cosmic Pathway.